Today we are going to be looking at Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 23. And I want to talk this morning about being complete in Christ. And I'm just praying that God will give us a shift in our hearts to see the goodness of God, what he's done for us, and that we do not need anything else. Now, I want you to think, and you might need to share this with the person next to you, so um, we're family, don't be worried. Think back to a time when you did not get something you wanted because you were told you were not suitable or you were not qualified. So I want you to take 10 seconds to think about that time, something you did not get that you really, really wanted. Is anybody willing to share what that is? Anybody? Any takers? Joe, go for it. Thanks, Joe, for sharing that with us. By the way, Joe has a job now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pam. It's a similar thing. I had just, um, I was a general nurse, I did a psychiatric nurse, and their job came in an assessment board, and they didn't even give me an interview. And I thought, that's not fair, because I'm a beautiful thing. They could have given me one. Yeah. I ended up in long stay. I ended up looking after them later, a Christian patient with that interest, and I later got a promotion and I ended up ward manager before I resigned. Excellent. Thank you. Um, that's the summon done now, so thank you, <laughs> Pam. Uh, I'll just go for another 10 minutes and, you know, just to explain what Pam has said. Any other person willing to share? You know? Yes, one more. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's a cost, two jobs, okay? And it could be anything. Um, the key thing is that disappointments always make us feel really down. I don't know about you. I don't take disappointment easily. Earlier this year, we saw a house in a place, in, in an area of Leeds. We really liked this house, you know. We actually went as a family to view this house, and we like really buzzing um, that we will get the house. Unfortunately, um, after weeks of expectation, we were told we couldn't get the house. We absolutely felt disappointed. You see, someone had made a judgment and felt we were not qualified to get the house. We were left feeling we had fallen short of what was required. We were not good enough. don't know about you. Sometimes when I don't get taken for a job, I feel like I'm not good enough. Or maybe there's something incomplete, something more that I need to do. You see, today's passage has some similarity because the Christians in Colossae, this is a town called Colossae, they were being told coming to Christ and following Jesus was not enough. 
there was a sense that they were incomplete and they needed something else to make them acceptable to God. Now, Colossae was a bit like Leeds. It was a multicultural town where there were people from different places. There were Jews and non-Jews in that town. So it's kind of like reflective. At Mosaic, we're trusting God we are going to be a multicultural church. So people from different places. But as more people came to hear about Christ and decided to follow um, Jesus, some Jewish teachers were teaching that to follow Jesus, you need to obey some rules and regulations. Now, some of these rules are to do with eating certain food or observing special days or some religious customs. So you can imagine these non-Jews probably ate food that the general Jews, you know, did not eat. Kind of like this food, if someone can put up that slide, you know. I don't know how many people know what that is. Now, that was my lunch two days ago. There are few things in this life that give me as much joy as eating that. Okay? So, imagine if I was in that time, this probably wouldn't make the cut of foods that were acceptable. By the way, it's called afang soup and eba or gari, whichever way um, you want to call it. I think my girls call it gari. I call it eba. Now, I'm pretty sure this would not have been acceptable in that time. And what's going to happen is I would have been disqualified. I couldn't follow Jesus because I ate certain food. The truth is, though these Christians we are preaching that these people will be disqualified if they ate certain food, if they followed certain customs, or they went, they had to go through certain um, um, religious observances. Now, this is the time I want Esther to read, if you don't mind, um, verses 16 to 17. Are you okay? Yeah? Go for it then. Do you want to come forward so everyone can hear you? Thanks, Esther. So these rules and regulations were no longer necessary. For Christians, because as verse 17 explains, this was not the real thing. These laws, these rules, this was legalism. It was not the real thing. The real thing that connects us to God, I think there's a bit of feedback if my voice comes slightly lower. Um, the real thing that connects us to God is Jesus. That's all we need. Okay? For us to have access to God, we need Jesus, and in Christ, we are complete. We do not need rules. We do not need these reg regulations. Certainly, no regulations that tell us what food to eat, where to go to, this we are not necessary. Sin is the only thing that stops us from being in relationship with God. And the reason that this verse starts with therefore is because the previous verse talks about how Jesus has gained victory over every power and authority. 
And we must remain in that victory by not letting anyone disqualify us by rules and regulations. Christ, by his death on the cross, has paid the price for our sins and has brought us freedom. We do not need any rules and regulations to bring us into relationship with God. And I want to say, because Christ went to the cross and died, the transaction has been made. We are now free in Christ. So the number one point is we are complete in Christ because we have received forgiveness. Amen. Can you tell someone beside you have received forgiveness? You know, because some people might still be looking like looking at you like you still need something, you know. I'm not sure, you know. We use the word dodgy, you know. You have been forgiven. Amen. And because we are forgiven, we now have acceptance in Christ. I do not need anything else to bring me into God. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we are free from everything the devil can hold on to. We are free in Christ. Amen. I am free in Christ. And that makes me excited. That was why I was happy this morning, by the way. Despite the loss yesterday. Don't ask me which football club it is. No condemnation means your slates have been wiped clean. It does not matter where you're coming from. It does not matter who you were in the past. Jesus has set us free. Amen. There is nothing the devil can do to hold us back. I don't know if you can put that slide. I don't know who knows what this is. The next one. Um, yeah. You call that a lamb. Who knows what it is? I want the young ones now to, to, to have a go. Chichi. A lantern, okay? Yes. In the mines, yeah. <laughs> Dark days in the mines. I agree with you. Now, we called our lantern, and when I was growing up, that was pretty much the light we used most of the time. Now, in our household, there's a song, Halfway to a Century, you know, so, you know, that was a really old one. Um, you see, I grew up with this as a household appliance. It needed what you call a wick. <laughs> Some of you are shaking here. Some of you are as old as I am, you know, brilliant, I'm happy. I have company. Um, it had a week, and you had to supply that week. It was, it was horrible. You needed to turn something to get the week out, and then you needed a match and all that. But we don't need that anymore, hopefully. With electricity, as long as the switch is on, I get light. I can power my appliances, my laptop, whatever I'm using. If I'm connected to the national grid... I just need to flick a switch, and the light comes on, isn't it? So I don't need to go back to that stuff. Amazing, and that's brilliant for you, okay? But I don't want to use a lantern because it's hard work. And honestly, I don't like hard work, okay? 
the law with all its rules and regulations is like my lantern. Okay? It's not the real thing. It represents the past. God's previous relationship with the Jews, okay, it represented that previous relationship. But now, it's no longer necessary. Those laws, those regulations are not necessary. If I stay connected to Christ, I have light. So much more light than I could ever wish for. And so I'm not going to go on to the past. That's what Paul was kind of like saying. You have been delivered from these laws and regulations. You don't need to go back to them. I'm praying that we can live in that freedom and recognize when the devil wants to take us back. We are complete in Christ. Jesus is the perfect solution. Amen. Karis, can you help me read the next one? Verse 18 and 19. You want to go for it? Thank you so much, Karis. Who's speaking to you right now? I need you to think and reflect. And who are you listening to? What are they saying to you? Because Paul was saying to these people, do not allow these people to take you back. Paul was trying to warn the Colossians about teachers who were promoting a type of spirituality which seemed to reinforce man trying to reach out to God. But true Christianity is God reaching out to us. It's God saying, I'm available. I'm here. I've done the work. Legalism is measuring your own or someone else's spirituality by the ability to obey or to keep man-made rules. God has set us free from that. Paul was clear about the fact that these so-called teachers had lost their connection with the head. Christ is that head. And the Bible tells us about Christ being the head of the church. And this head and body reference is related to us as a church. This morning, Alex was sharing and said, God told us something about us as a church being a home. And that's what we are. As a church, we are a place. We are God's people. We are God's family. And it does not matter where you come from, whether you're Jew, Gentile, Arabic, whatever you are, in Christ, we are one family. And this place is home. Amen. And so I believe that that sharing by Alex resonates with what he's saying here. Because you see, the church is meant to be a place where we receive strength. Because we are connected to one another, we can grow together. And that's what that place says. It says, as long as it stays connected to the head, these teachers were no longer connected to Christ. So they were preaching all sorts. But when we stay connected to the head, it means we are connected to Christ Jesus. And as a church, we are connected to Christ Jesus. Amen. And because we are connected to Christ, we can constantly receive growth. We can grow. We are complete in Christ and will experience growth 
as we are part of the body. And that's why Christianity is not a lone race. Okay? Christianity is not something you can do all on your own. That's why I want to say to you, how connected are you to other Christians? Because when you're connected and you are in the body, because you are in the body and you're connected to Christ, you can receive that which Christ is giving and supplying to the body. Where and how do you receive spiritual guidance and support? You see, I'm part of, and I'm proud of this, I'm part of Middleton Mission Group. And I don't even live in Middleton. Okay? Maybe I'm giving a clue away about the house I talked about previously. I don't live in Middleton. But being part of that mission group is something that helps me be connected to other Christians outside of church. And sometimes someone can say something or pray for me and it builds my spiritual life and helps me to continue to walk in Christ. I want to ask you this morning, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty, how connected are you to other Christians? Because it's really important we're speaking to you. Because if you're not connected, sometimes it's so easy to go away. I was watching a video recently. I don't know how I came across that video. And I think it was, I don't know what animals they were also, but there was an animal and there was a lion that was trying to attack the animal. And then because he had others that came, they literally just drove the pack of lions away because that animal had people around who could guide, who could help. And that's what it means to be connected um, as Christians in a family. And I want you to ensure that you stay connected. Be part of the home and be active in the home because there's a reason why God has put us together. Amen. The final verse now will be read by Caitlin. Um, 20 to 23. Is Caitlin here? Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kathleen. I know that was a tricky one. Now, <laughs> I had to look at some of those words myself. So, Kathleen, you know, you've done amazingly well. You see, it was saying to them that these laws do not empower you to live a holy life. You cannot serve God living the life that God wants you to live because you obey a set of rules. Our life in Christ is not based on rules and regulations because they have no power in themselves to make us good spiritually. And you see, that's sometimes what we try to do. If I can go to church every Sunday, if I can pray three hours a day, if I can fast, and there's nothing wrong with all this stuff, but they don't take us to God. Okay? And we've got to recognize that in themselves, these things do not empower us to live a more godly life. We do not become 
more godly by relying on rules to change us from the outside in. Because that's what it is. People telling us to do things. Okay? As followers of Jesus, we rely on faith and on the power of Jesus' death and resurrection to change us from the inside out. That's what Jesus does in our heart. When we come to Christ, we can trust him for his transformation. That's why at Mosaic, okay, it's not there, it's there. We're trusting God that our lives will be transformed because we are in Christ. Amen. And it's a journey. But God, everything we need to live that life which God wants us to live is found where? In Christ. In Christ. We can't get it anywhere else. And I'm praying today that God helps you see that. And because you have that life, it means you are complete. You don't lack anything. Okay? You might not get that job, but that does not determine your identity in Christ. I did not get that house. That house does not determine my identity in Christ. My identity in Christ is in Jesus. And if I stay in Jesus, stay connected to the source... He has everything I need. I will not lack anything. And I'm praying that that is what you hear today. Now, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So Jesus was righteous. He had no sin. But God made him a sinless man to pay the price so that his righteousness can be imputed on us. We are righteous not because of what we do, but because of what Christ has done for us. Amen. And so if I'm in Christ, I don't need to try anymore, because I am in Christ Jesus. The righteousness I have now is not of my own power. It's based on what Jesus has done for me. I don't need to try anymore. Jesus has paid the price. Amen. We are complete in Christ because we have been made righteous. It's almost like dirty, not looking great. And then it wipes us clean and it puts on its own garment on us. So the enemy can no longer look at us and say, there's something I need to get from Jonah. No, right now Jesus has clothed me with his righteousness. I am free. And I pray that you can see that. That's why you should be excited. That's why Christianity is not a religion that makes us look sad. In Christ, we are free. We have been delivered. And that's why I'm joyful despite yesterday. If you're listening to me this morning and you're not a Christian, or your faith in God has been sporadic, you're strong today, you're in it today, but tomorrow, I don't know, this Christ thing, I'm not, I'm not sure. I want to encourage you today. God wants to strengthen your faith and say, look back to what Christ has done for you. You are free. You are delivered. You don't lack anything. Don't let people speak into your mind. And some of these people look very wise. Sorry to say, I'm not talking about you now. Okay? They look very clever. They might be able to put two scriptures together. But anything people say that take away from Christ is not of God. 
Because Jesus is the one we look to. Anything that tries to take away from God and say, oh no, you know this Jesus thing you're talking about, you just need this or that. You know, you just need this or that. Anyone who's trying to take us outside Christ, and it might even be me, it says, anything that goes away from Christ is not of God. Three things which I want you to think about today. Number one, we are completely free in Christ and Jesus is the source of our life. If you find yourself living for yourself, sometimes I'm doing something and I'm struggling really hard. I need to relax and rest and say, God, what do you want for me in this situation? I need to learn to trust God more. And I know I'm seeing this for myself because sometimes I try to do things and I'm thinking, what am I trying to do now? Have I spoken to God about that situation? Or trying to live a certain life, you know, of my own strength and power? It's not possible. We need to rely on God because we are complete in Christ. We have need of nothing else. Number two, Jesus is central to all we need. Anything that points us away from Christ is not of God. said that already. The final thing, knowing this truth about our completeness in Christ should actually strengthen us. Okay? Against any attractive but empty deception. We do not lack anything. This scripture is also pointing us to the fact that our lives must not be based on passing and temporary things. You know, it said things that die or they perish. Okay? Our lives should not be based on this and so, the house I'm looking for. Sometimes I feel if I, if I just get this house, I'm complete. No? Trust me, when I get that house, I'll see another house I probably like better, isn't it? If I just get this car, this is it. You know, if I get this car, oh, Five years ago when I bought my car, I said, if I get this car, you know, that's it. But now I'm not so much so excited. I still like the car. Anything that will, if I just go on this holiday, and by the way, I'm looking forward to one. If I just go on this holiday, I'll be complete. Oh, bless. I will be just okay. These things are props that will never bring satisfaction. We need to go back to Jesus. We need to go. The Bible says he's the author and finisher. Everything we need is in Christ. If you find yourself relying on other things to prop you up, sometimes you'll find that those things will fail. They will let you down. Um, it might even be the people you depend on, friends, family. I'm not trying to say anything funny now. But we must constantly find our identity in the one who saved us when we were yet sinners. In the one who has delivered us from every stronghold. If we go back to that, we will be a strong people. We will be a strong church. Because Jesus is at the center of everything we stand for. I'm wrapping up now because I know you want me to. Let's remember that Christ has done it all and let's not be afraid to stay steady in Christ. Jobs, holidays, money, business, house, houses. And I love my wife, you know. 
And some people look into relationships are what's, what's great. And that's brilliant. That's something God has done. But nothing in this world can take the place of Christ. And that's one thing I want you. And if you are in Christ, you are complete. You are free from sin. It's forgiven you. It's made you righteous. You are completely free. What is that thing that you look for for fulfillment? I want you this morning to recognize that Jesus wants you to look back to him. Um, I don't know if you can put up that reflection slides for me, please. Um, three things I want you to think, and if you want to take a picture of this, you know, feel free. First question is, says, where are you susceptible to letting others pass judgment on you regarding your decisions to follow Christ? Because sometimes we listen to people tell us things. Oh, this is how you should follow Christ. This is how you should pray. You should pray doing this or doing that. Where are you susceptible to people telling you things? Second thing I want you, sorry for the um, alignment, you know. Uh, there's, is there anyone in your life who you tend to fear their judgment about your family, your lifestyle, your choices? Why is that? You know, you need to go back to finding that strength in God and recognizing that God is all I need. To, Christ is all I need to focus on. The final thing there says, in what ways do we take things that we're meant to point us to and draw us to Christ and we let them be the end all? One final verse I want to read, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. And it's a very short verse, but it says really powerful. It says, for it pleased God that in him, who do you think he's talking about? Jesus. In Jesus shall how many fullness dwell? Some. All fullness. Can I hear you say all? all. Not just one. Not two. But every fullness. Everything we are trusting for. Everything we want. You want to live for God? Where do you find the ability to do that? In Jesus. You want to be someone who can share your faith with other people, where would you find the strength to do that? In Christ. Are you looking for forgiveness? Where would you find the forgiveness? In Christ. It pleases God. Thy name shall all fullness dwell. I pray that God will bless us this morning.